Can people ever truly change? In the more than 20 years I've been writing about psychology and brain science, I've come to realise that for many people, this is the burning question. Put differently, can bad people turn good? Can the idol become ambitious? Can a leopard ever change its spots? It's true that a degree of self-acceptance is psychologically healthy, so long as it doesn't slip into resignation and hopelessness. But I wanted to write a book for those of you who are less interested in feeling good about yourself as you are now, and more interested in becoming the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. Through tales of criminals who transformed their personalities, of shy celebrities who found their voices, of drug addicts who reformed and excelled in new endeavours, combined with the latest compelling research evidence from psychological science, you'll learn that people do change, and that, yes, if you want to change yourself, you can. It won't be quick or easy, but it's possible. Your personality will continue to evolve through your life, partly as a natural response to your changing situations, and also because of gradual changes in your physiology. Most exciting, there are ways you can take control of this malleability to mould yourself more in line with the person you aspire to be. This audiobook is filled with tests and interactive exercises to help you better understand the various aspects of your personality, your life story, and your passions. The more you engage with the interactive elements in an honest fashion, the greater the likelihood that you will find out more about yourself and benefit from the insights in the audiobook. Building new habits is a key part of successful personality change, and each chapter concludes with suggestions for new activities to adopt and psychological strategies to try out to help shape your different traits. There are many notes of caution ahead too. I will tell you about good people turned bad, and delve into the sometimes devastating effects of injury and illness on a person's character. In short, your personality is a work in progress. Pursuing the best version of yourself is a philosophy to live by, rather than a job to complete. I hope this audiobook will especially appeal to anyone who has ever felt imprisoned or constrained by the way they've been characterised or caricatured by others. It is a human weakness that we are prone to drawing premature conclusions about one another, often ignoring the influence of circumstances, known in psychology as the fundamental attribution error. If you've ever felt boxed in by other people's judgments on your personality, labelled introvert, slacker, softy, snowflake, or whatever else in an overly simplistic way, you will enjoy learning about the profound effects of circumstances on how personality manifests itself at any given time, how we all tend to change throughout life, and how you can smash out of that box by transforming yourself through new habits and pursuing your true passions in life. People change. I've changed. The other day I was clearing out old papers when I came across my teacher's reports from when I was a teenager at boarding school. I am not sure how, if at all, Christian can change his naturally placid manner, wrote my personal tutor when I was 16 years old. I do agree with his tutor, wrote my housemaster in the same end-of-term report. Christian's nature and personality do tend to draw comments such as too quiet, my class teachers were unanimous, too reserved and quiet, geography. I would encourage him to contribute more to class discussion, history. He needs to speak more, English. 
My favourite came from my housemaster a year earlier. It is not always easy to tell whether Christian's good-natured taciturnity is a sign of diffidence or merely intelligent verbal economy. But in my freshman year at college, I burst out of my shell, built large groups of friends and partied all night most nights of the week. I remember my graduation year dissertation advisor admitting, after I graduated with highest honours, that he had long ago given up on me, having pigeonholed me as a hedonist more interested in sports than learning, based on what he knew of my social life and all my time at the university gym where I worked part-time as a trainer. Change never ceases. Fast forward five years or so after graduation and life was quiet again. With a job working remotely as an editor and writer and living with my then-wife-to-be in a rural part of Yorkshire, England, I was back to being an extreme introvert. I had no car and my wife-to-be was out most days, 20 miles away in the city of Leeds, studying to be a clinical psychologist. It was a textbook example of how circumstances can shape us profoundly. It's tricky to be an extrovert when you're working by yourself in a home office in a quiet village. Yet I felt my conscientiousness grow as I became absorbed in the challenge of my first editorial role and writing about psychology came to feel like my calling. Meeting my deadlines and having the self-discipline to write daily was a pleasure and became part of the rhythm of my life.